At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast brought to you by HaneyUniversity.com where you can get all the information you need to know about getting a golf lesson from me. I've started coaching again and I am up and running at my new facility, my studio in Paradise Valley, Arizona. So if you have any interest in that, go to HaneyUniversity.com and find out how you can get a golf lesson from me and you can also register for my free instructional videos that we send out three times a week. So go there and check that out. All right. Uh, The other day I was uh, giving you a little insight into how a coach thinks using some golf analogies uh, as they related also to my son Henry's uh, hockey team. I wrote a a note to his coach. His coach is an absolutely uh, great guy, phenomenal junior coach. I've learned a lot uh, watching him and just the way that he uh, interacts and uh, with the kids and does a, does an, an incredible job. But I, I watch every practice, every game. And of course, I, I'm just an analyzer. That's what I do. I mean, I, I, I love to analyze things. I love to, to figure out how to do something better. I think about, okay, what would I do if I was in that situation? Not, not you know, talking about fixing uh, a, a person's, you know, hockey technique, but I'm talking about, you know, from a coaching standpoint, what would you do? So I, I, I had this idea, you know, to share with everybody who listens to my podcast, my thoughts on, on some of these uh, factors in coaching. And I wrote this note to my, uh, my friend uh, who is Henry's coach. And I, uh, Wanted to offer him some advice, and uh, the other day I, I I read you a couple of the, the things that I uh, 
had passed on to him. And there's a, a few more I want to share with you today. One of the subjects we've uh, I've talked about with this coach, and that it always comes up, and came up when I was coaching uh, college golf, when I was coaching junior golf, whatever. Parents always tend to <laughs> compare their kid. I'm on a team. I'm got you know. A team is different, like a hockey team is different than a golf team. Because a golf is a coach. When you have to pick a team, you kind of can always fall back on the scorecard. Hey, your your kid shot this. The other kid shot this. And we had a qualifying. Your kid shot this. The other kid shot that. But even that would still wouldn't wouldn't appease parents. Like parents think, well, my kid's better than this guy, or he did this at this tournament, or you know, he beat him here, or he, you know, even even though that was a long time ago. I mean, it. And what they tend to do, and this is the way it, it is in 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 every like situation that I've seen. <laughs> parents tend to compare their kid to like the worst kid on the team, and. They they think, well, my son's better than this guy. Yeah, but that kid's no good either, okay? Or, you know, my son can beat this guy. Yeah, but but everybody beats that guy. To be, like, for instance, to be a, a better golf team, on a, on a golf team, a college golf team, you have five players. Okay? You don't need a new number five man. The reason your team isn't, you know, a top team in the country is not because you have a terrible number five man. You can always get a number five man. You need a new number one man. Like, can you imagine if a a team that's really good gets a new number one man? Okay, that number one man becomes number two and two becomes three and three is four and four and five. So now you got a better team. You don't have a better team by switching out number five men. And I did the same thing when I was in, 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 in high school. Like I would look at, I, I, I would go into Golf World magazine and I would look at the scores at tournaments and I would go through and I'd say, well, I can beat that guy and I can beat that guy and I can beat, and I'm comparing myself to the number five man at the school. Coaches don't think like that. They're not looking for a new number five man. They're looking for a new number one man. And by the way, every college golf coach team thinks they're as good today as they've ever been in their existence. Well, if that team has ever won a national championship, even if it was 30 years ago, their coach looks at that team as if they're a national championship team. That's just how they they are. So they don't they 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 refuse to admit that they're as bad as they are right now. No, we're 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 better than that. I mean, even though they're not but parents and kids tend to think, well, you know, I can beat this guy. Yeah, but that's not the, the, not necessarily, first off. Second thing is, is who has mo- more potential? If your team's not good, you want to, you know what? You're going to lose anyways. Play the kid with the most potential. Who's got the most upside? Who can shoot the lowest score? That's why I always used to ask, you know, like players when I was recruiting them, what's the lowest score you've ever shot? What's the lowest score you've ever shot in competition? What's the lowest score you've ever shot for nine holes? I'm just trying to figure out if there's some, what this kid's upside potential is. Like if he tells me the best I've ever shot in competition is 72 or 71 or 70, he's never broken. He's never broken 70. Okay, that, that's a problem. One, there's a skill barrier. Two, there's a mental barrier there with with not having shot in the in the 60s. And if you can't do it with your friends, you're sure not going to do it at, at a tournament. 
So anyway, that's the way that that I look look at you know that uh, type of situation. On on Henry's hockey team, they have twenty kids on the team. Okay, but but and we play half ice. So what we do is we split up, and I'm using this as a, you know as, as an uh, analogy here, and it just kind of give you an idea of how I think as a coach. And I, I I sent the coach a letter talking about this subject. But what they do is they they split up the team. All right, so now you think, okay, how are we going to split up the team? We're going to play two teams. Two half, and we play two half ice games. So we play a half ice game, then we go play the other, whoever, whatever team played on their side comes over and plays on, on, on this side. So every time we play one game, it's really two games. How are we going to split up the team? Are we just going to randomly split up the team? Are we going to uh, split up the team like kind of evenly and try to win both games? Like when we go play some teams, they put all their best players on one team and then we, you know, like the, the, we we lost one game. Henry's teams won like almost every game they've played. You know, they're like thirty-eight one and one going into this tournament in Mesa that that they got it handed to them by these uh, two teams from California. But when we, the the game we lost, the game we tied, the other teams from our area in Phoenix they they put together the, all their best players on one team. And then, like the one one game we won twelve nothing, and the next game we lost four to three because we we played against all their best players, and we didn't have all our best players on the the ice. We we had, you know, we had split up half and half. So that's a, like the dilemma: how do you split up the team? And the <laughs> problem here is, is that a big part of the problem is parents. I mean, parents of kids who are on the team because every parent thinks their kid is like better than they generally are. That's just something that's universal. And if we split up the team and we put the best kids on the team, then that, then, then you're telling certain kids that they're, uh, you know, not as good as the other kids. And, and, and by the way, isn't that life? I mean, that's kind of the way it works. I mean, okay. Uh, practice harder, uh, Take more lessons. Uh, go, you know, shoot the puck in your garage or in your basement or in your, you know, uh, backyard or your driveway or wherever. Uh, a little more. I mean, uh, do some more skating. Do some more rollerblading. Do some, you know, do something. Stick handle. I don't know. Do do anything. You know, it's just, it's the way life is. I mean, you have to you have to know where you stand and. Then you try to get better, and if you don't, uh, then you know that's just it's on to something else. Or you know what, you just you're just playing you're just playing for fun. So we 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 have this uh, idea that we're just going to split everybody up and it's going to be even, and then we don't ruffle anybody's feathers. Okay, so it's the don't ruffle anybody's feathers uh, theory which I'm not a fan of, as you can tell by the tone of my voice, as I'm not a big, a big fan of this. And so I wrote a, a, a little email to the coach on, on, on this. Just get, and I'm giving them, you know, just my thoughts, okay? And I said, I know a lot of people are weighing in on the lineup subject about stacking the lineups because I've overheard a lot of parents talking about this. Parents wonder why we don't play our best team. Now, usually these are parents of the kids that are, you know, the better players, and there can only be a few reasons why we don't play our best team. 
We could be trying to give everyone a true equal chance to, uh, for some period of time. And then, you know, we're trying to maybe we're trying to have the best overall win percentage. So we're trying to win two games and not one. And then that gives us more wins. You know, we put all our best players on the ice. We get one win and then we lose the other game where we didn't have our best players. Okay, we're one and one. So we're trying to be maybe we're trying to be two and oh every time. I don't know. That's one possible reason. I said we could be appeasing the parents and we got a lot of dad coaches. So when dad coaches coach, you know, they always want their kids to, you know, to be stars. I mean, that's just the, that's the dad coach mentality. I've, I've seen this, you know, I'll be, I'm, Hey, I'm, I'm 66 years old, but I'm a, and I'm, you know, I've got an eight year old, but man, have I seen this? Oh, I've seen this. I've seen this for a long time, but I've certainly seen it a lot since Henry's been playing these team sports. Oh man, these dad coaches, they want their kids to do good. Whew. Sometimes the parents want it more than the kid. It's amazing. Anyway, it's just uh, just the way it is. Anyway, I said we could be sending a message that winning isn't everything, and we could be making it, you know, uh, making it a situation where the kids, you know, are gonna gonna, you know, maybe uh, lose to these better teams. But hey, you know, we we can learn something from losing too. And I and you can always learn learn from 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 winning. You can learn from losing as well. I'm I'm, I'm on board with that. But there are certain reasons why we don't put our best team out there. And I said, but you know what? Uh, one, one reason could be that we're making it easier on the coach to not have to deal with the conflict that would be inevitable if we stacked the lineup. Uh, so maybe that's the reason. But the bottom line is, is uh, you know, I, I try to, this is what I said to him. I said, I try to worry about things I can control and I don't set the path for the hockey team. So what I try to do is put my son Henry in the best spot for him to have a chance for success because I'm not in charge of the hockey team. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hockey parent. That's it. Anyway, I wanted to let you know where I stand on this lineup subject. I think trying our, your best at everything you do is the most important thing that anyone can ever do. People have asked me, how was I so successful in coaching? And my answer was always the same. I was a very, very hard trier. Uh, no one ever outworked me or wanted success more. And that's just the, the bottom line. I value winning, but I also value the lessons that losing uh, teaches you just as much. I said, in my sport, golf, you lose a lot. Jack Nicklaus is considered the greatest golfer ever. He won 12% of his tournaments. During the years I coached Tiger Woods, he won 45% of his tournaments. But even with the, that remarkable win percentage, he lost 55% of the time. Losing is a great motivator. Fear of losing is a great motivator as well. I've uh, felt both in, in coaching. Uh, from a coach's perspective, you have said this, and this is I'm talking about our hockey coach. You've said this multiple times, that the thing you like least about being a coach is having to pick the team. And I get it. I didn't like it either when I coached college golf at SMU. But at the end of the day, that's a coach's job. If you play your best team and certain people don't like the way you rank the players or pick the team, they all have the right to go play somewhere else next year. I ran a lot of people off when I was coaching college golf, and that wasn't necessarily a bad thing, to be honest with you. If you want to be the best you can be, that just comes with the territory. On a real successful team, it's not count on me when everything is great for me. That's not the way it works. It's count on me, no matter what. 
when you don't have your best players on the ice, it sends a message that, that uh, it's not a winning message. Ultimately, you have a great team that reflects positively on the coach. You want to develop players. Let me read that again. Ultimately, to have a great team that reflects positively on the coach, you want to have players on the ice that are great, and you want to retain those players going forward. See, there's no, any kid can go play anywhere. You know, same thing in college. Like college, like kids can transfer anywhere. If they're on a bad team, they're not going to want. So, what are you trying to do? Appease the best players or appease the worst players? You got to appease the best players. The reality is that your best players will always be looking for a better situation. I gave an example. There's this young hockey player in in uh, Phoenix who's really good. He's actually I know his him and his father. His name's Max Edwards. I said he's a prime example of that. He's not a, he went to a new team uh, this year. And I said, that kid can really play. I watched our best player bust his butt with one hand tied behind his back because he was out on the ice with a few kids that kind of didn't know what they were doing. You know, if you want to give everyone a real chance to show what they can do and the improvements they can make, you give it a certain period of time. But at that point... My opinion is you got to put the best players out there on the ice. Everybody's improved. Everybody's getting better. But I told him, I said, if Henry was on the second team, we would know where we stood in the coach's mind. And it would let us know that we need to figure out how we got to get better. We got to practice more. We got to get more lessons. We got to get more dedicated. I don't know if that's possible. He's so dedicated. It's, it's incredible. But that would be my mindset. And I'd also be thinking, you know what? This coach doesn't value what my son's bringing to the table. And you know what? Maybe I need to look for a different situation. Is that necessarily a bad thing? You know, I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't think it, it, it would be. Plus, plus, you know what? If you play on a second team, you can shine. A lot of people, you know, what, is, is it bad to be a, a big fish in a, in a little pond? You know, you know, some people like to be a, a little fish in a big pond. Other people like to be a big fish in a little pond. You know, different kids do better in different situations. I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. Why does everything have to be like, like equal? This whole equal thing, man, alive. I don't know. I don't get it. But anyway, like I said, uh, you would know where everybody buddy stands. We would know where Henry's game is and the potential. Uh, you know, that he might have. And, you know, we'd kind of get an idea of what we need to do going forward. And I, t- I, t- I told him this. I said, I said, we'll do whatever it takes to help Henry achieve his goals as long as he's passionate about playing hockey. If that means moving to Minnesota, how about that, Minnesota, Tim? If that means moving to Minnesota, so be it. Now, I hope that doesn't come to that. I don't want to freeze my ass off up there. But I don't get how you don't put the best team on the ice. You know, next year, there's a lot of players on this team are not going to make the team because they're only going to have 15 players. And right now, everybody on the team and the parents, they're all delusional. They all think their kids are great. And and now what's going to happen is... You know, next year they're gonna they're gonna have a bomb dropped on them. 
You know, the other factor to consider is is if if, if somebody's like on a second team, they're going to be more motivated to, hey, I want to get on the first team. I want to practice harder. I want to work harder. I want to try harder. I mean, that's, you know, that's a, 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 a good thing, I think. All right, my next point that I, I passed on in a, uh, in a message that I sent to the coach was uh, about uh, the repetitions. I'm big on repetitions. It's a huge thing for me in coaching. And so one of the keys to my success as a coach was more repetitions. I used to tee the golf ball up for all my students in a lesson. And the reason I did that was, well, it was twofold. One, because I would tee it up at the perfect height every time. That would be number one. Number two, I would tee the ball up faster than my students would. And if I could tee the ball, you know, sometimes they'd jack around and I'd tee that ball up quickly. I'd have the ball teed up, tee, ball teed up, ball teed up. If I can save four or five seconds every time teeing the ball up for you, that might mean that we get to hit 10 more shots in a one-hour lesson, maybe 12 more shots in a one-hour lesson. And it, those 12 shots, in my mind, will make a difference in how good I can get you to do during this lesson. And ultimately, that makes me a better coach. That makes me a better coach. So I think repetitions are absolutely huge. I said, if you practice harder and smarter and you have better coaching than your competition, eventually you will surpass them. It is a foolproof plan that works every time. Here's a story to illustrate that point. I've studied hockey skills coaches in the Phoenix area. And the ones that I have Henry work with are the ones that keep their players moving and talk the least. One of the biggest mistakes that instructors make in any sport is they talk too much. It's, it's, this is a, a simple criteria to start with. Uh, you don't have to tell everybody everything you know about whatever it is you're trying to get them to do. Just give them a few things to work on. So one day at a coach's corner at, at Arcadia, I, I, I was watching Henry take a, a hockey lesson. It was a group lesson. And the coach he was working with, this is a good coach. I mean, he thinks he hung the moon. Uh, matter of fact, if he was half as good as he thought he was, uh, he'd be an NHL coach. But anyway, uh, I told, it was a one-hour session with uh, six players. And I told him, I said, you know, I, I couldn't help myself. I had to time the amount of time that Henry was actually participating. I said, and out of one hour, he was moving for 11 minutes and 38. So I have my stopwatch going. 11 minutes and 38 seconds out of 60 minutes. The rest of the time, he was standing around waiting for his turn or he's listening to you talk to yourself. Now, Henry doesn't work with that coach anymore because that – let me explain something. That dog won't hunt. That will not work. That is too much wasted time, too much talking, too much waiting, too little repetitions. Developing players need more repetitions, not more information. Now, how do you get more, more repetitions? Uh, you set up stations. You know, in golf, I'll give you an example. Okay, You set up stations. So that players can hit a lot of putts. I, I use this this example. I remember when we were at Augusta. I was with Tiger. 
And Tiger used to take three balls and he'd walk around the putting green hitting different putts. Phil Mickelson used to line up putts in a circle around a cup. And when he lined up putts around a circle in a cup, he'd, he'd putt all those putts and he'd putt them relatively quickly. If you putt three balls and go from hole to hole, you're, you're spending a lot of time walking from hole to hole. And Phil would hit all those putts, and, and Bones was his caddy at the time, and he would shag the putts for him and line them up, and he would just keep going and keep going. And I counted one day. They're out there for an hour. And Tiger hit 116 putts. Phil Mickelson hit 524 putts. That's not good. That used to drive me absolutely crazy. That drove me nuts. You can use your time more efficiently. You can practice harder. You can get more time. And you know what? One of the ways you get more time is you spend more time on the ice or you spend more time at the golf course or you spend more time on the field, whatever whatever it is. But you spend more time doing that. That's a big thing. No doubt about it. All right, we'll take take another break, uh, and I'll uh, finish up with my thoughts that I shared with the coach of uh, of our team. Just give you a little insight into how a coach thinks. Remember, go to voodoopainrelief.com. Get your free Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. Get a free two-week supply right there. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. I used another example of uh, Tiger Woods and his putting. You know, a lot of people don't know this, but I I keep track of the three ball. Actually, most of you know this. If you listen to me, you know I, I'm a fanatical about three putting. And it was interesting. I heard Tiger talk about this at his interview or during his interview for, at the Hero World Challenge, he said that he, you know, in his best years, he went over 200 holes multiple times without three-putting. Hmm, that's interesting. Uh, anyway, you know, Tiger was always, this is another Tiger Woods story, he was always obsessed uh, 
with working out. And at Augusta, he'd go to the gym for like three hours a day. And he'd putt for like an hour. He'd putt for an hour and he'd, he'd walk around the green with just like, you know, three balls and he'd hit very few putts. And it used to drive me nuts. And I'm thinking to myself all the time, why don't we do I, how why don't we just spend two hours at the gym and two hours, you know, I'll give you two hours at the gym, but let's spend two hours putting. If he didn't three putt in the years I coached him, he would have won he won two thousand five Masters. And two thousand four through two thousand ten he ended up three putting so many times and losing this tournament, the Masters. He'd have already caught Jack Nicholas' record. And I thought if we just spent two hours at the gym, I'll give you two hours at the gym and two hours putting and really putt it, not just walk around chasing three balls around the green. We might we might have already caught Jack Nicholas' record. He might have already caught Jack Nicholas' record. Anyway, just a just a thought. But I didn't set the schedule. Tiger set the schedule. He set the program. That's the way it works with greatness when you uh, coach greatness. You know, in an individual sport, you know, it's not just okay. This is what we're going to do today. But prioritizing your time is a part of any plan. And remember this great, uh, great Boone Pickens quote. A fool with a plan is better than a genius without one. Man, that's one of my favorite quotes of all time. Anyway, I summed up my, uh, my note to the coach. And I said, I hope you garner something from my thoughts. Coaching is what I do. I never stop trying to improve. When I was coaching touring pros, I'd wake up every day with my head spinning and everything I thought my students needed to do to get better and what my plan should be. It's one of the reasons I was so successful with Tiger and coaching him during the, his most prolific time in his career because every time he won, he'd call me up and say, what's the plan now? Our minds work the same in that regard. These days when I wake up, my head is spinning again about how I can help my son Henry improve as a person and how he can pursue his hockey dream. I know he's just eight years old, and the, and the coach always says, you know, Henry will be fine. I said, but fine isn't a plan. And unless I have a plan, I can't assume he will be fine. Assumption is the mother of all screw-ups, you know. And I'm into planning for success. A goal without a plan is nothing but a dream. Henry skated for the first time a year ago. After one weekend, he said, I want to play hockey, and I want to make a travel team. Okay, I told Suzanne, then this is our plan, and we'll see if he really wants to do this. Suzanne drove him to Flagstaff every weekend so he could skate, and I took him to every coaching session available for four months, and four months later, he made that team against all odds. Henry doesn't want to be fine. He, he's sure he's going to play in the NHL. Fine isn't what we're after in anything we do. It's not in my DNA. It's not in Suzanne's DNA. It's not in Henry's DNA. We're going to be a lot better than fine, or we'll go do something else. Henry's stubborn. I couldn't push him if I wanted to. All I ever do is ask him if he wants to skate. And he sets his schedule each week how much he wants to do hockey. And then we make it happen. He has some skill, but what he really has is the passion. If that continues, he has a chance to be good. Thanks for your help with this part of the journey. We appreciate everything you do. And that was a note that I sent to Henry's hockey coach, who's an absolutely great guy, a great coach. And 
I just was passing on my thoughts. The reason I share with that with you all today is I wanted to get just to give you a little idea about how I think as a coach. I don't know if all coaches think the same. Matter of fact, I know they don't. But that's how I think as a coach. Hope you enjoyed it. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app so you get the podcast every day. And we'll talk to you soon on the Hank Any Podcast. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.